You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I'm Allie, your host, and I am joined with Daniel and Emily. Today, we are discussing leadership in crisis and qualities of leaders in crisis. But before we get into that car ride's worth worth of content, I want to know, what are you guys loving? I'm loving kickboxing. I have not been able to find a good source of exercise since I graduated with sports and stuff. But then I got into kickboxing, and I'm loving it. That's awesome. That's awesome. They say the key to uh, exercising and sticking with it is finding what you love and enjoy doing. Kickboxing. So can you do self-defense pretty well now? I like to think so. I know. I think I'm a little afraid of you now. (laughs) Maybe we should have you train the staff. (laughs) Well, I don't know if this is good for a student podcast, but I love true crime podcasts. Mm-hmm. I don't really like true crime TV that much, but I love these true crime podcasts. I listened to one called Bear Brook recently. It was in New Hampshire. Ooh, that was oh, the yes, one I told you about. It was in New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, and it was this crazy web of stories that interlocked at the end, but you kind of listen to it and you're like, how is this going to relate? They found, it's a little gruesome, but they found bodies and barrels that were unidentified for like 30 or 40 years and DNA testing eventually helped them crack the case. Wow. So I'm loving true crime podcasts. That's what I, when I cook or drive around, I listen to them. You have sent them to me before, but I get a little scared. I I can (laughs) do it sometimes, but sometimes they're a little too scary for me. That's the dark side of me. (laughs) It is. I didn't think there was one, but there you have it, Daniel. Well, I am loving specifically during all this time of social distancing and stuff, just eating outside like cookouts and bonfires I've always loved that during the summer season but because it's one of the only ways that we can really be around other people safely I've just been really loving it and doing it a whole lot more than ever before so I've been enjoying that this summer in particular you said you ate on your rooftop last night right yes I have a rooftop deck and I ate on it for the first time since I moved in it was beautiful really cool Perfect for this time. Yes, it was. was. So we are in the second week of our series on student ministry in multiple crisis mode. All about how we are coming out of COVID, the Black Lives Matter movement, economic downtime, social distancing, better than ever, or how we are trying to and working towards coming out of it all better than ever. So to kick us off today, we are going to talk about three qualities that you need as a leader and you need within your ministry to be prepared for crisis. The first is adaptability. Do you have a clear mission and adaptable methods? We talked about our mission on the last episode, what that is for us, but you don't want to be too tied down to your mission that your mission is your methods. You want your methods to be able to be adaptable, their practices of what you do for your ministry and for your parish. If all your methods had to change today, would you be able to continue 
your ministry? Would you be able to have that adaptability to change? A key part of all of this is relationships. As we always say, we are relationally based here with our student programs, but do you have relationships enough with your teens, your ministers, and your families that they would follow you through experimentation? When things like the crises that we are facing right now come out of nowhere, you're going to have to experiment with those changes. You haven't fully planned for what those changes will look like. So do you have those relationships that people are willing to follow you through that, that time? And are you trying to constantly learn and improve? Do you try new things? Do you experiment and innovate? Or does your fear of failure prevent you from trying new methods and prevent you from being adaptable? So adaptability is the first of these three qualities to be prepared for crisis. Yeah, and adaptability has a lot more to do with your practices. So what are you doing on a day-to-day -day basis? The next quality that we're going to give you is a lot more to do with your procedures. So what systems and tools do you have in place that can help you to pivot strategies? So this quality is agility. So you have adaptability and agility. And agility gives you a structure that you can work within. Um, it gives you something that even when your, your strategies pivot, you still have some systems and tools in place that support your change in methods. So for us, we found a couple of things were really helpful during this um, change. One of them was a parish database that we have. We use something called Ministry Platform. Mm -hmm. And Allie loves it because she's our ministry platform, ministry platform <laughs> guru for students. <laughs> But it is a really powerful tool because we can access it from home. We can use it on our phones. It helps us to track our small groups. It allowed us to find our teens on social media. Um, they just came out with a new tool that um, essentially replaces MailChimp um, for us that we can use as a message uh, creation tool, but also a message tracker to know what things people have received, what they've opened, all those sorts of things. Um, and we can also use it to track people's milestones. So this year in confirmation, as people complete the different benchmarks mm -hmm. for what they need to submit, you know, baptismal certificates, saint names, letter to the bishop, all those things, it's going to track it through our database, which the people can then look at our app. That should be what I'm loving. Mm -hmm. oh, forget about the bonfires and outdoor eating. <laughs> I am just loving Ministry Platform. <laughs> yeah, so Ministry Platform, though, gives us the ability to be agile because um, we could pivot to working at home and do things um, with that structure, that, that procedure built into place in our ministry. Um, and then another side of this is, do you have people who are willing um, to build the new strategy when the situation requires it. So we have these teams of people that are serving in ministry with us. Hopefully you are not doing your ministry alone, but you have small group leaders or back-end support people. You've got people around you, even if it's a small team. How does that team adapt? Not just that you have them in place, but how well can you utilize the team that you have um, and help them to be agile in how they're serving? Um, so a lot of this uh, is a quality that you have to kind of build up over time in your ministry. You want to build up that structure to be able to pivot when you need it. So we have adaptability, agility, and the third quality is, Emily? Anticipation. So your plans. Have you adequately prepared for crises? Do you have the financial and human resources to sustain an abrupt change to your methods? 
finan- financial, meaning if your budget stopped today, would you have enough to continue? And human resources, as in your ministers or people you're working with, to continue your program. Have you thought about and recorded your response for various crises? At Nativity, we have a safety and security handbook to be prepared for all scenarios, ranging from weekly procedures and expectations to fires, evacuations, God forbid, live shooters, students in crisis with self-harm or abuse. Be prepared for these things will help when they actually come to be. Also, do you tend to over-prepare or under-prepare? We all tend to lean one way or the other. Over-preparing would be never spending any money and having doomsday scenarios in mind. Under-prepare would be don't worry about budget and don't plan for crises at all. It's important to find a happy medium between the two. So there you have it, the three qualities to be prepared for crisis. Adaptability, agility, and anticipation. These qualities allow you to pivot in crisis, but the test of leadership comes really when you need to innovate. Yeah, innovation. And we've found that during this first part of COVID and everything that was happening, we were really pivoting. Pivoting is reactive. Innovation is proactive. Mm -hmm. So all of these qualities, the adaptability, agility, and anticipation, if you are set up to be a leader during a time of crisis by having these qualities in place, both for you personally and in your ministry, you're going to be able to pivot. But what do you do after that pivot occurs? You react to a crisis, but this COVID has been completely different. It's ongoing. We don't really see an end to it. And the thing about crisis, Carrie Newhoff, one of our people that we follow in Mm -hmm. social media and we love a lot of things that he says he has put it this way that you can't really control a crisis there's no end to it you don't really know what's going to happen that's what makes it crisis that's just part of the characteristics of it so your innovation is once you get through that period of pivoting and just reacting then what are you doing to learn from it? What are you doing to grow from it? How are you using it as an opportunity? And this moment in ministry really can be an opportunity um, to use this situation um, to grow and to make your ministry better than it's ever been. People are watching for what happens to you in crisis and innovation really is the mark of true leadership. So what opportunities does this situation present for you in your ministry? Maybe it presents a chance to talk about race openly for the first time or to try something that we're doing this year is doing off-campus small groups. Um, We're a little bit nervous about it. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a lot of work, but we really value the in-person experience and we don't want to just be on Zoom for the whole year. Mm -hmm. We're not sure we're going to be able to gather in large groups, so we're going to try it. Um, And it's something we've wanted to try for a few years. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a chance to get out of a weekly program that's tied to a time and a building. What does your method change look like, even though your mission stays the same? Maybe it's a chance to empower small group leaders to be even more relational. That's certainly what we're trying to do with this change in small group structure. Maybe it's a chance to creatively celebrate your teens. We found that with our seniors. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't lose those relationships just because the circumstances change. Absolutely. And in crisis, you know, at first when it hits, you want to just 
survive. You do that pivot. You make that change and reaction. And that's survival mode almost kicking in. But as we continue on and we're still living through this crisis, we find that it is an opportunity to thrive in it, not just survive. And something Tom Corcoran always says, um, he's the associate to to the pastor at our parish. And he always says, we get to do this. We get to do this work. And sometimes you have to remind yourself in the hard times, in the middle of crisis, in the middle of overworked and exhaustion, you have to remind yourself that you get to do this. And I think, Daniel, like you said, having it's a chance. It's an opportunity. You get the chance during this crisis to talk about so many things, to try new things. And keeping that mentality will really make or break the innovation and the opportunity that this crisis presents. All right. So we like to wrap up our show this season with one bright idea. So we have one bright idea for you today coming to you from Emily. Get parent buy-in. Give parents something that lets them know you're in this with them. Parenting is hard, so we're using Orange's grade stage documents to help parents recognize where their son or daughter is developmentally. Just a free gift at the beginning of the year to let them know we're on their side. If parents buy in, teens are more likely to. Absolutely. Bright idea. Good job, Emily. That one. (laughs) And you're working hard on that right now. Yes. So we are grateful for you for putting that together. Well, thank you all so much for joining us today on Uprising. We love you very much. Join us next time and we'll share with you our plans for the fall.